Hey guys, welcome to the All Hoops Podcast. I'm Steven Inman alongside my co-host Chris Brito. Whether it's marketing the big baller brand or criticizing Lakers coach Luke Walton, the Ball family has dominated basketball headlines in recent months. We're talking to Sports Illustrated Jared Zwirling, who flew to Lithuania and spoke to the Balls ahead of Leandro and Lamelo's pro debut. Hi there, Jared. It's Chris. Uh, thank you for joining us on the All Hoops Podcast. Uh, let's start about let's start with by painting a picture of how Lithuanians love their basketball. Their youth team is ranked behind the Americans, fifth overall globally, according to the latest FIBA yeah. rankings. What's your take on Lithuanians and their love for basketball? You know, when you, when you look at the, the rankings, uh, in the youth uh, FIBA rankings, Lithuania is number two in the world, um, which is a really strong point why the Ball Brothers are in Lithuania because of the strong youth competition. And, and also on the men's side, over 18 is number five in the world, Lithuania. And it's really unique, you know, for many European countries, it's mostly soccer as the number one sport. Right. But Lithuania, it, it is basketball by far. Um, and so the whole country is small, about around 2.6 million people. Um, and, uh, you know, they have a long history with basketball there, as you know, as, as you guys probably know, in the 1930s, basketball really became a popular sport uh, and it started to develop. And then in 1992, they won the bronze medal. In Barcelona, uh, which uh, actually a documentary came out called "The Other Dream Team," so that's what I definitely rather than I got a chance to really see the culture and, and uh, had a really, really surreal experience in many ways. Hey there, Jared. This is Steve Inman. Thanks for coming on the show. You were there for the Ball's introductory press conference. What are your highlights of this event? You definitely also surreal. Uh, you know, the, the, as I mentioned, Basel is number one there, but the Ball Brothers bring a whole reality TV aspect. It's just a whole other magnitude of, of interest. Uh, you know, when they got the uh, the airplane in Vilnius, you know, there was probably fifty reporters or so, cameras following their every move. And the press conference was definitely crazy. Uh, I was there. Uh, it's a city called Priene, uh, also about an hour and a half west of um, of Vilnius, the capital. And uh, you know, Priene is a very countryside town. Not, not much going on there. And then there's like two major hotels. One of the hotels where the Ball Brothers are staying, called the Mineral Spa. And the other hotel is called Harmony Park, which is where the press conference was. And, and when they showed up, you know, a lot of flashes going off, and the, the questions were crazy. You know, one reporter asked out Leandro on a date. Uh, another reporter challenged the Ball Ball to a one-on-one matchup. Uh, another reporter was wearing a Lakers uh, shirt and had a Lakers hat and said, "Hey, Lavar, sorry in the back to let you know to let, <laughs> to let us know when your sons will be on the Lakers." And he put 2018 for Leandro and 2020 for the Melo. So you know, it, a whole other magnitude of interest. And um, as you saw in the first game, uh, you know, the big ball brand was on the court, actually in the center court. Even the referees were wearing big ball brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely definitely crazy, man. And, and I think. Uh, you know, the, the country, as much as they love basketball, they haven't seen anything like this before. Right. So, you know, the the the, the younger ball brothers, both of them, you know, they're pretty young. How would you, uh, you know, consider their maturity level? You know, they, they skipped out on a path well traveled. You know, they didn't, they're not, uh, they want to make, they obviously want to make the Lakers, right? Um, but how would you determine their maturity level right now? As, well, as, want, yeah. I, I, Like I mentioned, the youth basketball is very strong. 
Uh, competition's pretty good. Uh, but I'll give credit. You know, Lamelo uh, is sacrificing the joys of high school and friends and dating and having fun. And, and uh, also, Leandro being you know, at UCLA, obviously, you know, he got suspended, so he wasn't able to play. You know, but uh, sacrificing Los Angeles for this small town of a few thousand. Right. Um, and, you know, Lamelo even left his PS4 behind. I mean, they're basically just watching Netflix, wrestling, playing ball, and eating. I mean, their, their life is just, you know, basically uh, basketball. And so for a 16-year-old Lamelo and 18-year-old Angelo, I do give them credit for uh, putting in this interest and in, in making the move. Um, so, you know, as far as the development goes, I think, um, you know, Angelo in the interim, wants to be in the NBA this year. So, uh, you know, definitely the pressure's on him. Uh, you know, as far as the talent, evalu- talent evaluation, it's not the best competition. It's decent. But, you know, Leandro will have to prove he can shoot the ball, he can make the hustle plays, do the small things. Because in the NBA, you know, he'll not, he won't be a first-round pick. You know, he might, have, might have be a second-round pick. He'll probably be a training camp invite. So he's going to have to earn his stripes through the little things. Mm-hmm. And Lomelo, obviously the more talented of the two, um, you know, this is a good chance for him to play against older guys, uh, you know, kind of see the, see the physicality of the competition. Um, and I think for Lamelo going over there and thought about scoring a lot of points, which he did a lot of high squads, you know, he had that 90, what, 90 point game or 80 point game. Yeah. Uh, but in Lithuania, it's more about him being a four general and, you know, getting guys involved, uh, team basketball. So uh, the pressure is not on him right now. You know, he's only 16, so we've got. You know, who knows where his career will go. You know, I don't even think he'll stay in Lithuania after this year. I think he'll, you know, like, for example, this guy playing for Real Madrid right now, Luka Doncic, who's likely the top pick this year uh, from Slovenia, now plays for Real Madrid, which is the powerhouse. So I could see Luzangelo Lomelo, Lomelo going from Lithuania maybe to a top-tier team uh, as, his, as his European or overseas pro career develops. So we'll, we'll see. He, he's got more of a leg room, but... Uh, that's kind of what I'm seeing so far. Jared, you mentioned the, the culture of Lithuanian basketball. How has the fan reception been for the balls in Lithuania? Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's been uh, interesting. So when I was there, obviously pretty positive, very excitement. A lot, I'm sorry, a lot of excitement. Um, just, again, the reality TV aspect of this, you know, Facebook has the reality show Ball Family, so... You know, when I got off the elevator at the hotel, I had to sign a waiver. <laughs> you know, there was like an eight-person crew following these guys, so it, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think, I talked to Simona, my friend, about this too, and, and you know, just reading the newspapers and uh, online and, and uh, some of the social media stuff. I mean, obviously right away the reaction was, what, Lithuania? <laughs> uh, none of my friends, people that I know, even in New York, have even been to Lithuania. You know, it's a country that's, you know, Simona jokes with me that, you know, people call it a third world country, which is not, uh, obviously, but <laughs> people don't really know about Lithuania, you know, so the immediate reaction was, what? You know, uh, there's Spain, there's China, there's big, bigger uh, countries and, and uh, buy more money from, from them, make, but they're not doing this for money. They're not doing this for money, Lamelo and Angelo. Um, you know, Lamelo has this thing called a brand out there, so he's trying to make money. What?
the ballboaters don't really impact a lot of the country's interest in basketball in the sense that the whole overall country has always loved basketball. And so, you know, their interest is really in the, 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 the top talent that come from the country. So they're all Lithuanians, you know. Um, uh, some Lithuanians see it as, you know, it's just a short-term thing and they're gone in a few months or even a few weeks. So it, it's, more, it's more of an interest on like a reality level than really a basketball level right now. Right. And considering yesterday's game where like the both the, the both brought like the brothers barely played any minutes in their loss yesterday. Um also, do you what's your take on how the whole negotiation between the Ball family and the Lithuanian team that eventually acquired them? Is it did the did the did the, did the Lithuanian team reach out to them first or how did that work out? Do you know any how the, Did you get a sense that they they learned any Lithuanian before they got there, or? <laughs>
you know, their their days are, you know, they're not in a major city like I mentioned. You know, they're, they're pretty much waking they're waking up at eight a.m. Uh, getting breakfast in, you know, going to court, um, whether whether it's practice or game, and pretty much going back to the hotel. If you've seen Lamelo on Instagram, uh, there's a live feature where you can go live. He's pretty much going live like almost every night at like midnight. 10, uh, 11 p.m., 12 a.m. Uh, his time, you know, just chatting with fans back in the state. So, you know, there's no nightlife. Uh, it's basically what they're like is for the next few weeks, next few months. They're really going to be, it's going to be very simple out there for them. Which, which is probably a good thing for the development, no distractions. It's just basketball. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Jerry, that's great insight. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, what are your thoughts going on with the Knicks? Obviously, they've hit a tailspin recently. Jared Jack, I know they just signed Trey Burke. I mean, it's, you know, you can tell that the offense needs a, a point guard to really help Chris Asporzingis. You know, he got banged up a little bit this year. I worry a little bit about that and just, you know, alleviating some, alleviating some pressure off of him. So the biggest question mark for me with the Knicks looking at is that point guard. Can Frank be a premier point guard? I mean, defensively, he's shown a lot, and, and I've been really impressed there. He's got very long arms. He's tenacious. He hits but you know, playing real, you know, really well point guard will take some time. So, but you know, beyond that, they have great shooters. You know, I like uh, I like how they play at home uh, on the road. It's been a little bit of a different story. You know, Tomorrow, Junior just got back. You know, so uh, I'm glad to see that he had a big game last night. I was at the game yesterday against the Pelicans. So, you know, I, I I like how the team has changed. You know, since Carmelo left, you know, they're playing a lot more team basketball in many ways. There's a lot of energy in the guard. Kyle Quinn, Ennis Cantor, I think two of the most underrated big men in the league. You know, they bring energy every night on the, on the class. Um, just Chris, really tough, tough players. You know, they help the Knicks a lot. Um, I like the shooter there. I like that. I think Courtney Lee has made some, some really great development this year. You know, he's really off the dribble, getting better, attacking, attacking the, uh, the paint, finishing, not, not just a shooter. So, the guys have made some elevation, but I, I still go back to that point guard. You know, I think for any big man in the NBA, he is a great point guard, you know, to really to, to solidify that one-two punch, you know. You look at in, in Indiana right now, one of the next guys coming up is the big role of Depot, Miles Turner. You know, so that's kind of sort of the, the connection that I think uh, teams need. So we'll see how that develops in the years to come. Jared, if Frank Nielakina is not the answer for the Knicks at point guard, where can they go outside of the organization to find that find that guy? Yeah, I mean, not right now. It's interesting you say that because I, I think Frank may even be better as a two guard. Uh, you know, he's got some height. Yeah, he can really true. build the three really well. Right now, or who's on the radar, but I, I can't see anything happening to the Knicks at that position. 
So um, let's talk about LeBron for a little bit. Do you see him staying in Cleveland, or what's your take on his situation? His legacy, uh, I'm sure, is on his mind. And, you know, when you go from Miami, I'm sorry, when you go from Cleveland to Miami, he saw what that really changed in his life, the negative feedback. He's not in Cleveland now. He's got a really positive image right now. So if he left, he understands what legacy would mean to him. Um, you know, LeBron's always been a guy, to me, he's been – Every year is the executive of the year. You know, they, they give up the guys like Sam Presti and you know, the other year, Daryl Morey, whoever. But LeBron is really a general manager, right? He brings the talent to him. So, to me, it's more about what he can bring to Cleveland than where he'll go. I, I know there's the Lakers, but playing with Lonzo and a very young team, I mean, LeBron will be, uh, you know, he, he just turned 32 in December. So, you know, you're going to, he's not going to go to a situation where it's going to be a lot of young players. You know, he won in Miami and he won in Cleveland. Um, when I say he won in Cleveland, I mean getting to the finals almost every year. He's done it with a lot of really good veteran players who are busy around him. You know, he hasn't really played with a lot of young guys to be successful. So, you know, I don't I don't know where he'll go. Uh, I think he stays in Cleveland. Um, I mean, they're basically the top team in the East. I know they haven't had some, some issues, some blowout losses this year, but they're still... Jared, you know, you mentioned with the Cavs, with LeBron kind of being the GM, what can that team bring in to get them in equal footing or closer to equal footing with the Warriors? I think, honestly, it's, they have a right in man. It's just energy and effort. Um, I, I, they have to, it's also on defense, you know. Offense is going to come. I, I think they have enough guys to put the ball in the basket. Um, you know, they, when, they, when they win, and we serve, which are really capable of our offense, our offense, they hit, you know, 15, 18 threes a night. J.R. Smith, Kyle Corbett, even LeBron is shooting his best from three this year. Offense is not an issue for this team, man. I mean, we've seen it where they're just knocking threes. Defense, I want to see effort. I want to see energy. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, I think it starts at defense. You're not going to see the Cavs make any major moves between now and trade deadline. You're not going to see them bring. I mean, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, who they have is who they have. You know, it's their identity. You know, I, I, I could see them maybe bring in another shooter, like the 3 and D guy, you know. Uh, maybe maybe sometimes some a wing guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, I think it, uh, for the most part, I mean, it's really just effort and energy. It sounds so simple to say, but, and LeBron's talked about this all year. I mean, if, if you hear his press conferences, media interviews, 
Yeah, that, that's what he's saying, and that's what our guys are saying. You know, like we, the every guy on the team is saying, we have it in front of us. We just got to bring it every night, and they get complacent. They have to change that. I agree. Um, Jared, finally, um, are there any special projects you're working on that you can tell us about? Yeah, I mean, my focus is Sports Illustrated. Um, I'll be directing a year-long series with Jeremy Lynn. The first episode drops this week. It's going to be a really cool behind-the-scenes look inside his recovery, uh, his personal life. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, episode one will highlight, I, I have dinner with him and his grandmother, who's from Taiwan and New York, and over the holidays, it was a really beautiful Chinese dinner. I Chinese Taiwanese dinner. Um, and uh, so that so, that, so I, that comes out this week. That'll be a year long thing. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm basically directing, you know, uh, one offs or series things coming up. Um, I'm on two shows for a side, you know, doing the, you know, uh, TV hour stuff. So uh, I would say generally inside the big thing I'm excited about. The goal is this Thursday it'll be out on uh, SI.com and SIT, our new OTT network. Um, but yeah, I'm always kind of working on some interview or, you know, always around the game. Uh, I'm in New York, I've had a lot of Knicks and Nets games, so, you know, that's always cool to see uh, two teams here with a lot of with a lot of road teams coming in all the time, pretty much every week. Although the Knicks are going to be on a lot of road shows after today. Yeah. Uh, they come back on January 30th, so they'll be going for a while. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, just cranking away, man. Cool, man. Uh, we're excited to hear, we're excited to check out your, your new episode. Um, Jared, thank you for your time and, uh, Thank you for being on the All Hoops podcast. Thank you, Jared.